Welcome to the podcast arm of the redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing his purpose, pronouncing his power, and proclaiming his praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. Our brethren and our workers meeting that woman is, is another dimension of God just as man. He says, I would make them in my image and after my likeness. And the scripture says in Genesis chapter 5 verse 2 that he made them male and female. He blessed them and he called them Adam. He called two in one. So at the creation, we have two of God's dimension, different dimension put together in one man. And God felt that that Sorry, please, can you? Thank you. I still have some echo here, please. God felt that uh, man cannot interact with himself. And so he brought out the woman out of him so that the dimension of God can be uniquely identified in women. And just imagine our world without women. Just imagine. Every man in the house, whether you are small or old, married or single, could you please rise to your feet and one more time, a clapping ovation for our women while they are seated. We celebrate you. We celebrate you. All our women, whether your husband is here or not, whether you're married or not, whether you are, you are just a baby, but you are a, a woman, we celebrate you. We celebrate you. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Let's have our seat. Thank you. It doesn't matter whether our husbands are here or not, or whether you're married or not. This dimension of God is already in us. And we celebrate that in every woman in the house. And we pray also that the desire of your heart be granted in the name of Jesus Christ. As you are celebrated today, may you be celebrated forever. And one of my biggest prayers today is that every secret tear, the Lord will wipe them off. For whatever concern, some are tearing over their children. Some are having tears, I mean, secret tears over the family, over the job. Some that are not even married have secret tears over brother, sister, uncle, their mother figures to their siblings. I pray that heaven will honor your tears today in the name of the Lord Jesus and give you rest. Father, the entrance of your world gives life and it gives understanding to the simple. As we share together, just in a few minutes, Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit expand the word in our heart. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. 
On this great occasion where we celebrate our mothers, I, it's laid in my heart to speak on a topic I call service. Service. You know, this is a great occasion for all women all over the world. But then, in this occasion where we celebrate, we need to understand that there is something very unique, attributes that God has put into our women and that also define them and make them make mothers virtuous today. And it distinguishes women of great character. They gave everything, including themselves and their comfort, in the place of service. Serving the family, serving in the church of God. Of course, we have from uh, the um, war declaration that was read by our sister. They were, the, they were the last at the crucifixion. They were the first at the resurrection. When you call for prayers, just imagine how, which numbers you think we topped the whole place. Women. The Lord has given unto them spirit of service that is in God and that God also appreciates. And that is why we want to quickly talk on that this morning. Just follow me as I, you know, just give us some few points and tips that the Lord dropped in my heart in the place of meditation on service. See, when you look at our women, for example, return home from work, even if you work in the same place, pick up the children, you know, from schools and taking them back home so the entire family gets back home. That's everybody, you know, maybe a few words of prayers and then everybody goes to fix their business. And maybe the father of the house goes upstairs to have a change of clothes and refresh himself. And the children are picking the remote who want to watch this and watch that. Guess who is left not attended to? Mother. Sitting at the kitchen and looking for how everybody will be comfortable. Looking for how everybody, after all the refreshing and relaxation, let's come to table. All of a sudden, the food is just there. How it got there, many of us don't even know. You know, sometimes we men, we make life difficult for them. We say, what do you want to eat? You say, nothing, anything. Anything is not part of the menu. <laughs> and so it becomes headache for the woman. And I say, okay, what does anything mean now? I'm left to figure things out on my own. I think men should make life easy for our mothers. <laughs> what do you want to eat? Beans or yam or rice or, or salad or whatever it is. <laughs> Let's make sure. But then with all of this, they are able to cope. And still in the middle of the night, you see here some words of prayer going on when we're snoring. Committing their family to the hands of the Lord in the place of prayer. Looking after the children and looking after, you know, the entire household. God has instilled in our women the grace of service. So it's important for us at, on a day like this to estray and take a quick look at what is it about service that God appreciates. And I said motherhood is not just about bearing children. It's more about raising and caring for destinies. Motherhood is not about having family but much more about caring and showing love to people around through service. And that is the part of God that is put in our women that we celebrate today. You had, I mean, you watched that short interview. All they were asking is service. 
But many people cannot give such service to anyone, especially giving it when you know there's no payment coming after them. How can you be on your, on, I mean, attending to the associate for 20, 24 hours in seven days, no rest, no stop, even in their sleep, they think of you and I. Brethren, we need to understand that the grace of service put into woman or into every woman, God desire that we also show some appreciation for this. Of course, the history of Mother's Day is anchored around sacrifices. You may not have a biological children yet or by married yet, but the sacrifices and care that you produce or provide to your family or to humanity at every front is actually appreciated. I heard of, or read or knew about a woman some years back who passed away in 1997. Her name was Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa was in uh, India, Calcutta, precisely, where she was ministering. She was a Catholic nun. Um, no husband, no children, but yet as a feet was printed in the sand of time through service. We're made to understand that Mother Teresa uh, devoted her life to serving the poor and destitute around the world. She spent many years in Calcutta, India, where she founded a missionary uh, of a missionary charity group, a religious congregation that's devoted to helping people. When I was going through the awards that this lady read, when I, go, I mean, got in a lifetime, when I got to number 16, I stopped. Huge award, global award, all because of service. All because of service. Let's hear the word of our Lord Jesus Christ when it comes to service. In the book of John chapter 9 verse 4, Jesus says, I must walk the works of him that sent me while it is day, for the night cometh when no man shall walk. This has been my favorite scripture since I gave my life to Christ, that I understood the scripture to some extent. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, painted it to us that there will be a time in your life, in my life, that we will not be able to give this service anymore. It says the vision is for an appointed time. It, was, it, it has a time to start, and it has a time it will stop. May you not start when you are about to stop. Because it might be too late to accomplish anything. It says, I must walk the walk of he that sent me while it is day. My brothers and sisters in the house this day, night is coming someday. It does not matter what we like to do right now or how energetic we are right now. A night time is coming and it's inevitable for everyone. So when the night is here, the service that we could provide, that we are able to provide at that time, is limited. Because the energies to give those things are gone. And no wonder Ecclesiastes, the, the preacher reminded us to remember our Lord, our God, in the days of our youth, when the evil days have not come. When you will not, you will say, I have no pleasure in them. Service. Let's look at the word of the Lord Jesus again in Luke chapter 22, verse 27. He said, for who is greater? He who sits at the table or he who serves? Which one is greater? Is it not he who sits at the table that everybody thinks is greater? Yet, 
He said, I am among you as the one who serves. What is Christ saying? Service takes you from the level of less to become the greater. If you can serve. You will move from the level of being less. A lesser level to a higher level because of your service. A person that serves is actually the strongest. Not the weakest. And the Bible tells us concerning David. In, in the book of Acts chapter 13 verse 36. That for David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, he fell asleep and was buried with his father and saw corruption. He served his generation with the will of, of, of God and he was buried. Now, my brothers and sisters, if the question be put to you today, what service are you giving to your, to your generation that can be said after you are gone, that you serve your generation by the will of God. What service are we rendering today? Now, what is service? I quickly put here, you know, just a few definitions. Because I have lots of things to say, but there is no time to say them. Service is an action of helping or doing work for someone. It's an action of helping, doing work for someone. It is the occupation or function of serving. Not bossing, but serving. Ready to be used. Ready to obey instruction, I mean, to follow instruction and implement what is said. Service is an act of meeting needs or occupying any identified gap. It's an act of rendering assistance, helping others, or showing kindness. It is the demonstration of your passion to make a difference or add value. Service. Now, I have some 15 facts about service. I mentioned in the first service, but we couldn't share them. Let me just quickly rush through a few. I'm sure we can't go through all. The value of life is to put it into use. I say it again. The value of life is to put life that God has given you and I into use. And this is called service. Service is the essence of life. And if you don't believe me, you go. Time will not permit me to read. Galat I mean, Genesis chapter one. He made man that he has created, and he put him in the garden to take care of it, to work, to provide service. The Lord called Adam, and he gave him service. The essence of life is to put it to use. The usefulness of life is what defines its value. Life can't be valuable without service. Without doing something with it, there is no value that is placed on such life. See, the reason why they pay us where we go is because we are adding values. In your place of work, after you have put eight hours per day into a certain organization, they, they, they give you back checkbook, check pay or, or your pay stop. They put all those together in dollars because you have added value. That's what they're saying at the end of the month. Nobody pays anything that is valueless. People that serve can never hand small. Because God puts his integrity at the back of everyone that serves. See, the platform of service is where to even discover destiny and purpose. Many of us in the place of service, that's why we know where God is taking us to or what God is leading us to do. Many great people in lives have discovered their purpose or purposes in life and destinies through the platform of service. I have here that service is a proof of relevance. 
your relevance in life is determined by what you give to life, not what you take from it. Many people will think living large and making uh, you know, names for ourselves in this world, it's all that matters. But I tell you that history will first judge how much we give to life before it talks about how much we take out of it. History will first judge how much have you given to life in the place of service before it talks about how much you've taken out of life. And so, we need to understand that service is a sacrifice. It's a choice. Service is a seed. When you sow it, it brings back the reward. Service is a seed. I'm just laying this foundation because I want to mention quickly three things you must serve. But you must understand that service is a choice. It's not forced on people. Otherwise, to be called slavery. But it's a choice, a determination you make to say, I want to serve. Either serving those three items I'm going to mention or three things we're going to, we need to serve. You know, you must understand that it's a choice. And it's a seed. Put it in the soil. It will bring forth reward. And service is a sacrifice. So three things, quickly, that we must have or three main areas of service that is essential for all humans. Number one, service unto God. Everybody say service unto God. Please one more time louder. Service unto God. And that is the most important thing. Romans chapter 12, the scriptures in verse, 11, um, verse 1 said, I, 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 um, I um, beseech you, brethren, by the mercy of the Lord, that you present your body a living, holy and a living sacrifice unto the Lord. He said, this is your reasonable service. I beseech you, I plead with you, brothers. I plead with you, sisters, by the mercy of the Lord, present your body unto the Lord as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto him. For that is our reasonable service. And Paul quickly went in verse 11 of that same scripture. He says, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit and serving the Lord. Serving the Lord. Now the question is, how do I serve the Lord? We had Brother Coyote last, uh, last week when he was giving his testimony. When, he, when he, we first met on this matter, you know, bringing this concern before the Lord. It was dropped in my spirit. You start working for the Lord. Start working for, are you born again? Are you saved? Say yes. Have you, be, have you had a journey with Christ? Yes. Do you walk with God? Okay. Now start working for God. Not just walk with God, but walk for God. And thank God for obedience. Many people are in church. They, we think coming to church and sitting down is serving God. No, we're servicing ourselves. We come to the house of the Lord to get serviced. So that we can go out with the one that the Lord has impacted with to impact our world. And then we come back again. You know, we come for refreshing. You come to receive the refreshing strength that you will use on the next day. But that's not serving God. Then what does serving God mean? Number one. Serving God means every contribution you make to the kingdom, I mean to kingdom advancement. Not just attending, but participating in doing something for the kingdom. It could be as little as your prayer in your closet, if you remember to do it. It could be 
a smile to someone that is next to you or a care for someone that you are showing. And when you do that or you render some help to people, that is serving the Lord. Of course, serving humanity will be the next point I want to make. But number one, our contribution to kingdom advancement. You know, some persons, they cannot hear that the church is in need of anything. They will go and find the money anywhere. Those are people God are preparing to be kingdom financiers. And you know what? When you have the thought in your heart, God places the resources in your hand. Rick Warren says, the Lord blessed me with the book, Purpose Driven Life, and it became a bestseller all over America and all, even in the entire world. He said, the Lord placed the money in my hand because he knows what I will do with it. He moved from tight. To, he said, every year we increase what we call tight, we increase it in this family. He said, he won't tell us where he is right now, but he's no longer paying tent. percent. When many of us will pick pen, and we calculate it to the last cent. <laughs> and we're praying for blessing. Financial blessing? No, God will bless other aspects. But finance? He said, no. <laughs> if I go too far, you will not serve me again. Some persons, their desire, the burning of their heart is evangelism. They just want souls come to Jesus. When you have the thought in you, the Lord gives, supplies the grace. Service unto God. Are we serving God or we are just sitting back and watch? Service unto God. Number two, how do we serve God? Through worship. Of course, in the book of Acts chapter 13, the scripture tells us about some disciples and apostles that gathered in verse 1. So now they were in church that was in Antioch, certain prophet teachers as Barnabas and Simon and was called Ninja and Lucius of Syrian and Manim, which were being brought up with, with Herotetrach, was a friend to Herotetrach, that's what he's saying. And so, then as they ministered to the Lord, that's service, and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. As they ministered unto the Lord in worship. How do you minister to God? You minister to God in the place of worship. In the place of eulogizing God. Singing His praise. It's not all the time we go to the place of prayer that we, we, we just have list of requests. No. Sometimes you stay in prayer for two, three hours. All you are doing is singing the praise of your father. Service unto God. And of course, I read in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, presenting your body a living sacrifice, a reasonable service. Whoever we give our body to worship is the one we serve. Do you know when you are living a righteous life, you are actually worshiping God with your life? When you live in obedience to God's instruction, you are actually worshiping God with your life. 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, Honor God in your body. Honor God in your body. It's worship. But when we fall into sin and give ourselves I mean, to the devil to use and to live a sinful life, we are worshiping somebody and that's the devil. You can't stand in the fence. You either worship God or you worship the devil. Jesus said to, the, to Satan when he told him to jump up, jump down from, from, the, from the, I mean, to bow down for him and all of that. Jesus said, you will not, let's even look at that. The book of Matthew chapter 4. 
It is only the Lord your God that you will serve. That you will worship and him alone shall you serve. John chapter 4. In the verse uh, in verse 10, what did Jesus say? After the devil told him to bow down and worship, he said unto him, Get thee and Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him alone shall you, when you are living in obedience to God, that is is worship. That is service unto God. Number two, or number B, what, I mean, three main areas we should serve. The second area of service is service to humanity. Service to humanity. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10 says, do good to all men, especially unto them that are of the household of faith. Do good to all men. And in another portion, it says, as much as it lies in your power, live peaceably with all men. This is service unto humanity. Giving back to humanity. Of course, we saw Lydia hosted Paul and Silas in the book of Acts chapter 16, 14 to 15. The lady heard about the news, I mean the gospel, and said, if you consider me righteous, please stay in my house for a while. That service, giving back. To humanity, caring for others, giving gifts. So, if there are husbands in this house, that this is the only time you give gift to your wife, we got to change. Surprise her once in a while. Somebody will come and say, My wife was just trying to around, blah, blah, blah. She's not behaving. She's not, okay, fine. It takes two to tango. One person cannot just be mad by herself. Somebody is triggering it somewhere. That's what I believe. So, stop what you give. So that you, I mean, change what you give so you change the result. You're coming back from, from work, you just brought flour. I saw my brother brought flour to my sister. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> you think you won't appreciate it? The way. The way. Given gifts, that service to humanity, to your wife. Some of us, we can serve others outside. We are correct, our spouse, our spouses. We say, Pastor, we need them with two hands, but our husband say, Bring your head here, my friend. <laughs> Service. Service to humanity. Serving your family well. Joshua was a servant of Moses first before he eventually became the servant of God. Numbers chapter 11, 28 described Joshua as servant of Moses. Joshua chapter 1 verse 1 says, Joshua, the servant of Moses. He was serving Moses. But in Joshua 24, 29, towards the end of his life, was described as Joshua, the servant of God. In other words, your service unto humanity is a service unto the Most High. Service. Giving help to others. When you serve the purpose of God enough in people's life, your service is unto God. Jesus said, when you give a man or anyone sick that cup of water in my name, you are doing it for me. It takes every act of kindness you do to someone personal. When you do it to someone, you have done it for me. Especially the, the weak, the vulnerables. Service. And of course, your wife, your family, your children, your siblings, service unto them is a service that God wants. First Timothy 5.8 says, 
who cannot provide for his family is worse than an infidel. You deny the faith. Service. Hallelujah. Ah, time is running really fast. The last one is service to yourself. Service unto yourself. Some of us sometimes we think serving ourselves is selfishness. No. Because if there's no you, there'll be no service to render to anyone. Take heed of yourself. Look after your health. Look after your welfare. So you can have enough energy, strength to do what God wants you to do in life. Service to yourself. Eat well. Sleep well. Be happy. Rejoice always. Philippians 4, 4. Rejoice always. And again I say rejoice. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says, it says I'll be careful for nothing. But in all, with all supplications and prayer. Let your request be made known unto God. Be careful for nothing. Don't put yourself into unnecessary anxiety. Service yourself well. So you can live long. Because that life is needed to fulfill God's purpose. In Philip, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14, it says, Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by the prophecy, which, I mean by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. So meditate upon these things. Give thyself only to them, completely to them, that thy profiting, another translation is your progress, will be noticed by her, that your profiting may appear to her. Say, take heed, verse 16, take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this, thou shalt both save who? Thyself and them that hear you, yourself first, before you can provide service to someone else. We will see the way they announce in the aircraft. Take that thing first. For who? For yourself. The gas mask, put it on your nose first. And then it does not matter even if you're your son. Because in my tribe, they say when fire is burning you, I'm burning your son. You first of all shake the one in your body to take care of your son. Is that not true? Because if you are trying to shake this one, you won't have life to, take that, to, take, to help that person. Look after yourself. Look after yourself. Of course, Acts chapter 20, 28, take it to therefore unto yourself and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. God is talking to us, men of God, ministers. Pastor Shea is listening and he's taking care of himself. Yes, sir. The man of God is taking care of himself. When I read this place, I paused. I said, this is for us ministers. This is us, you know. <laughs> Take it, therefore, unto yourself first. You are general overseer, yes, but take care of yourself first. And then the, all the flock over which God and the Holy Ghost has made you overseer, said to feed the church of God, which hath purchased with his own blood. Pay attention to these things, and then your profiting may appear to all. Pay attention to yourself. Very quickly, seven characteristics of service. Number one, selfless. Sacrifice. Service. When you see service, if you don't see this characteristics in the door, that is not a service. Because some people will say, I think I'm serving. You're not serving if it is not sacrificial. Sacrifice. It is selfless. I use the word acronym service to give seven. Number two, expression. It is expressive. It is giving. It is offering something, acting on something 
you know, it, it, it has to be expressed. I'm serving inside of me. It's only you that you know you are serving. Then you are not serving. I know I'm serving everybody. You are not serving anyone. If nobody sees it, it has to be expressive. Number three, it is rewarding. Though it takes a lot from us, but I tell you, the fulfillment you get in it cannot be quantified. The satisfaction that you get in helping others in your worship to God and in, in your service to humanity, that, that cannot be over quantified. I told you about Mother Teresa. When I got to 16 of our award, I stopped. They said many more. It's, on, it's online. Service unto humanity. Number three. That's number four. Value adding. The V in service is value adding. If what I am doing is taking away from people, even though I'm doing something, but it's not giving to, it's not adding. That's not service. They call it disservice. It's an opposite of it. So when we buy bikes about people, instead of preaching the gospel of Christ to someone, we are doing disservice to the body of Christ. When we kill our fallen soldiers because they commit one sin or the other and then we must kill them and stab them because they are not worthy of God anymore. We have taken a general out of the body of Christ. We are doing disservice to the body. But all we do, if it is too hard, whatever step I want to take, just think, am I adding values or not? When I want to gossip about somebody, I must think, what value am I hiding to the life of that person? Or am I demeaning that person? I'm making him to look bad or making her to look bad. That is disservice. That's not service unto God or to humanity. We must understand that service must add value positively. And service must be intentional. Luke chapter 2 verse 42 and uh, 49. Luke 2 49. He said, did you not know I must be about my father's business? Jesus speaking there. And of course I read John 9 for already. I will be about my father's business. I must walk the walk of him. That's, it must be intentional. It's not that I just found myself there and I didn't even know what I'm, what I'm doing on it. You've got to make up your mind to serve. It's for you to serve effectively. Number, four, number six, it, it is costly. It takes from us. It comes at a cost. Second Samuel 24, 24, David says, I will not present burnt offering to the Lord my God that have cost me nothing. The more the cost, the more valuable your service. The more the cost. It's costly. It takes, off, it takes our time. It takes our talent. It takes our energy. All of these things put together, it takes something from you. So if what you are giving is not taking anything, it's not a service. It's not a service. And number seven, which is the E, it is enduring. Because it will get to a time you'll be tired no wonder Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, don't let us be weary in doing good. Because doing good does not mean you will not be tired of it. Even in doing good, as good as it looks, it takes from you. It saps. It, it's exhaustive. You serve the family as a mother. You go up and down and by the time they sit down, some mom will just sleep on the couch. They are gone. She was doing good. But the scriptures is continue. It's enduring. Don't give up in doing good for your reward comes even after then. Service. What does God want us to know today? Or take away from here. Let's live a life of service. Three areas of service. Number one, service unto 
If you have not started serving the Lord in this house that you belong, please start, have a rethink. Ask yourself as a seated, how am I serving God here? How am I serving God as an individual? First thing God wants us to take service unto God. Number two area of service. Unto humanity. What am I doing to my community, to people around me, starting from my family that is making their life beautiful? What am I doing to people at my workplace? How am I? Service is not all about getting paid for, you know, for the job you do. But service is what you give to solve problems, to fill gaps, to fill in gaps, and to identify needs and solve it. Number three area of service. Let us take it of ourselves so that our life can be longed and then we can satisfy the purpose of God for our life. Shall we rise to our feet? Lord, I receive grace of service in this, in this service today. I receive grace to give back to my world. I receive grace. Help me, Lord Jesus, to serve your purpose in this generation. Help me, Lord Jesus, to serve your will in this generation. Help me, Lord Jesus, to serve in the place you have called me. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. I'll call on Pastor Shea. Please, can you just pray for the house, sir? On all that we've had. Thank you, Jesus. I didn't know he's going to call me. But almost about the time he called me, I had a pain somewhere here. And the Holy Spirit said to me, there is a woman, you have been having a pain somewhere around here. Sometimes when he holds you, you find it difficult to bend down. God is saying, now is the end of that pain. If you are in that condition, can I just see you raise up your hand? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you for your word. Lord, as you have said that the pain ends now, Lord, I stand upon that word and I declare now that you will see that pain no more in the name of Jesus whatever medical name they have given to it I stand upon the report of the Lord that you are healed and I cancel that fact there is a difference between facts and truth the facts may be that the medical is saying something is there but by the truth, John 17, 17, the truth is the word of God and that you are healed. I decree and declare the cancellation of that fact and we establish the truth that you are healed and you will see that pain no more in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for our mothers. We pray that your strength will multiply unto them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. And as we have heard this morning, Lord, more grace to serve you. If we are serving, there is yet more mountains to take for you. We receive grace to serve you the more in the name of Jesus. Amen.
I don't know who you are. From where you came into this country. You, 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 you got into, you were serving, but there are issues that came up and you came into this country. You said you don't want to be involved. And that is what you have been doing. God said, I should say to you, have everything. And come back to service because I have brought you far. As a matter of fact, of my faithfulness to the point of your service. So God is calling you, have a rethink. Whether you like it or not, you will always work with men. And God is saying, as you get back into service, you will see doors in the name of Jesus. open unto you yes. on their own accord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, Lord. for such people, we pray that grace will flood their hearts. Amen. And they will come back into Amen. service in the name of Jesus. Amen. There is particularly somebody you are almost you are a minister where you are and you are hiding somewhere. Your identity is not known. Yes, you are not looking for the pulpit, but God is saying, Come up higher, come up higher. There is more place for you to occupy. See the spirit of God. And for those that have not understand service, Father, we pray that you will open their hearts to understand service and come into a service in the name name of Jesus. Amen. And all of us, no matter the level of our service, we ask for grace to Amen. do better. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. To you be all the glory. Hallelujah. For in Jesus' precious name, we are praying. Amen. God bless you, sir. Let's get our hands together for the Lord, for the answers prayer. Hallelujah. We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at rccgpppsk, on Instagram and Twitter at rccgppp. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.